0: Welcome to episode 62 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast Tips for Cutting Retail Business Expenses. Really, today I'm going to talk about how to cut the fat. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. My intention for this episode is to encourage you all to do a deep analysis of your business expenses with the ultimate goal of increasing your net profit. If you're in the US and you listen to this, and I have to say, it's been really interesting to see where my listeners are and i get some stats about the podcast and i think i've been in like the top 100 in russia in thailand in the entrepreneurship category and in a couple of other countries so if you're listening from any of those countries that's incredible i just want to say thank you and welcome and thank you for listening i'm glad you're here but i i started this off by mentioning that if you're in the us and listening We all know in the U.S. that our tax season is upon us and there are so many of us trying to clean up or catch up on our bookkeeping for 2020 so we can get everything ready so that we can either do and file our taxes or we can hand it off to a tax accountant. And you might use a spreadsheet, but if you're using accounting software or if you have a bookkeeper, you'll end up with a profit and loss statement for the year, once you finalize your bookkeeping. And I just hit the microphone. So if you hear a funny noise, that's what it was. So each year after I finish my bookkeeping for the year, and I clean everything up and everything's where it's supposed to be. Luckily, this year, I handed all of that off to a bookkeeper. But in years past, when I did it, at the end of the year, I would run a full year profit and loss statement from January 1st to December 31st in WAVE. That's the accounting software I use. And I take a really good look at the detailed version of the profit and loss statement because it's in this detailed report that I can take a really good look at my expenses for the year. So for those of you who maybe haven't started the bookkeeping process or you don't understand bookkeeping, I just want to quickly explain this. For everyone else, just bear with me. And I won't, I won't get too technical here, but each time I add an expense that I pay for in the business, essentially it gets categorized in the bookkeeping software. And in bookkeeping speak, this is actually called an account. I say it's a category, but I guess technically it's called an account. So for example, if I pay the illuminating company for our electric bill at the store, that gets categorized as a utility bill. If I pay for printer ink, that gets categorized as an office supply. If I pay for rent, whenever I write that check out to our landlord, well of course that gets categorized as rent. And many of us probably have a miscellaneous category too, but I try to create detailed accounts, AKA that I call them categories, in my bookkeeping, Or maybe your bookkeeper does this for you so that my miscellaneous category doesn't turn into something that's holding thousands and thousands of dollars of expenses. I want to have a very clear picture of where my money's being spent when I have that pretty little profit and loss statement in my hand. So if I dump everything into the miscellaneous account or category, I'll never really get a clear picture of where I'm spending the money in the business in terms of expenses. For me, the more detailed, the better. Which leads me to my first tip, is to keep your miscellaneous category as low as possible. And better yet, or I should say or better yet, don't have a miscellaneous category at all. And I know that's probably hard for for some, but try to eliminate it completely so you just get a really clear picture when you run your profit and loss statement, where your expenses are going, where your money's going. If you remember my Retail Profit Pie podcast episode, that was episode 44. Retailers spend anywhere from 40 to 60% of our revenue on goods. We take half of what we make and spend it on the items that we then sell in our store. Or you know maybe it's the, the materials and the products that you buy to make your items, whatever it may be. That's 40 to 60% that you're spending. And that's a substantial part of our pie. So the rest of that pie is meant for expenses, your pay, and hopefully some profit. So having a good grasp on where you're spending in terms of expenses is just as important as your profit margin and how much you're marking up your goods. I want you to focus on both. I want you to focus on revenue, and I want you to focus on profit margin. And how you price your items. But at the same time, it's really important to take at least an hour or two, at the minimum every year, ideally maybe twice a year to do this. You work really hard for your business, and I'm a firm believer that retailers should get a piece of their own pie, whether it's in the form of profit or pay or both. Cutting expenses is one of several ways that you can make your own piece of that pie bigger. Here are just a few ideas to help retail business owners cut expenses. And some of them may seem obvious to you. Some of them, it's easy to just kind of put off and not address throughout the year. But I just want to make sure I mention a few because these could be helpful. So the first one is like fees, point of sale fees, rent. Can any of that be negotiated? Can you make a phone call to your point of sale system and find out, you know, maybe because your your sales volume has doubled or tripled over the past five years, but you've never reached out to Square or Shopify or whoever processes your credit cards, could they actually give you a better rate? Could your landlord give you a better price on your rent? There are things for sure in your profit and loss statement on that list of expenses that you can negotiate. Which also leads me then to interest rates on credit cards. Can you call them and ask them to drop the rate, especially if you've been a really good paying customer and you pay your bill every month on time? Or maybe then interest rates don't matter, but let's say, for instance, you pay the minimum or you don't pay it off every month, but they're collecting interest from you, it might be worth calling them to see if you can negotiate that rate. The next one I have on the list is price matching. Uh, You can shop around because there might be products or something that you buy in your store. Maybe you like the vendor, but you've seen it somewhere cheaper. Maybe you can contact the vendor and let them know like, hey, I see this somewhere else. I can get it at a much more affordable price. And that way you don't have to switch vendors, but they may match whatever price it is that you're paying. The next one is bulk buying. Um, A really good example of this, especially if you're, let's say, for instance, and hopefully this year this all starts back up again, but if you're hosting workshops or doing events in your store and you provide beverages or snacks, maybe instead of running to the local drugstore or the local store that might be a little bit more expensive, maybe you can get a membership to a Sam's Club or a Costco and buy in bulk and then just store it. That's going to save you money. And I know a lot of these things are going to sound maybe like it's not even worth putting the effort in, but you'll be surprised at how much you can save when you really do a deep dive into your expenses. This episode is brought to you by Flowdesk. Email marketing shouldn't be so hard. That's what I thought for years when I struggled using another software program to design and send emails for my retail store. Then Flowdesk came along. Now it's so easy to design and send beautifully branded emails to our customers that convert into sales. I also use Flowdesk to send the Savvy Shopkeeper newsletter. Flowdesk is a woman owned company and the software is in beta, which means they're still new and building some features. But personally, I have loved it. If you have an email list of over a thousand or more subscribers and you send emails to your customers pretty regularly, you know the monthly price for email marketing can add up. At this time, Flowdesk is offering unlimited subscribers and unlimited emails for $38 a month, but I have a special offer for you. You can have unlimited subscribers and send unlimited emails for only $19 a month. To get half off the monthly price of $38, yes, it's only $19 a month, visit SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash Flowdesk for a special link. That's SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash Flowdesk, F-L-O-D-E-S-K. The next one I have on the list is going paperless. And if you buy those ink cartridges for your printers and they cost you $50 for the black cartridge and the color cartridge, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You're like probably sitting there shaking your head like, yes, they're so expensive. You know, maybe instead of printing every single receipt for your bookkeeper, maybe you can just save them on your laptop. Maybe you can scan them and save them as PDF files. Maybe you can just download them and save them in a file on your laptop or in a Google Drive or shared somewhere. Maybe there are other ways that you can save in terms of printing. I don't know what you print, but just a tip in terms of even the smallest expenses can add up. Do what you can to avoid buying any more of those cartridges. And then a couple other things that I want to mention are recurring expenses. Now, this is really easy to lose sight of because these tend to happen in the background automatically on credit cards or withdrawn from your bank account. So go ahead and take a look at that detailed expense list and see is there something there that you're paying every month that you don't need anymore. Or that you can get cheaper somewhere else. Or this one is a really good one and one I just recently over the past year started to make improvements on. Is there a software that you pay for every month, but they offer a yearly package so you get a month or two for free? You know, that can be $25, $50 depending on the software program. But even to me even if I'm saving $25 a year, but I use that software program for 10 years, it's $250. I'm okay with that. I'm good with saving that. Part of it is it just becomes so routine that we don't think about it. So really take a look, particularly with those software programs, to see if you should upgrade to the yearly plan to save money. And then another good one that I I, I talk about is maybe paying invoices or bills early so you can save a percentage. So the best example I have for this is I pay our sales taxes every month to the state of Ohio. And in that portal, if I pay, I think it's even a week early every month, we save two to 3%. And that's, again, not huge, but it all adds up. And if you're in business for 10 years, again, it can really make a difference. And I'm all for compounding, compounding, (laughs) compounding the amount of money that I save over time. I am all for that. And then the other thing that I want to mention is don't forget about the personal, well, personal expenses for sure. We should save money anywhere we can, but particularly the ones that you can write off. So I have a really good example of this. Because I run two businesses and I use my cell phone to run both of those businesses, I would say probably 80% of my cell phone use is for business. So I write off a good portion of that cell phone bill. Well, I was paying my cell phone. I've had the same number for over a decade, maybe even longer. And I just got into this routine. It was automatically deducted. I didn't think about my plan. I never felt like I needed any more data or texting. And I would say a good five years had passed before I I even reached out to the company. And I reached out to them last year and asked them, you know, are there any other plans? It seems like I'm paying a lot. Uh, Seems like my friends are paying much less. And the woman on the phone was fantastic. She did offer me a cheaper plan with better service. It was just a better plan overall for about half the price. And at the end of the conversation, I asked her, had I called two or three years ago and inquired about this, would I have saved this amount every month for the past three years? And she said, yes. Talk about a slap in the face. That was all me. It had nothing to do with them. Had I just been on top of my expenses and reached out, I would have saved probably $1,000. So again, don't neglect those personal expenses that you can also cut. And I know that, that it's a write-off, but I'd much rather save on my monthly bill than to worry about the, the write-off, although I still get the write-off. You know what I mean. So the next thing that I want to talk about is I find that there's a lot of resistance to cutting expenses, and much of it has to do with mindset. So I just want to give a few examples of the mindset blocks and just quickly talk you through each. So when I talk to some retailers about doing this, a lot of them will say, I just don't have the time. It's a lack of time mindset. And I'm here to remind you that doing this for your business is too important to dismiss. I have lots of episodes coming up on time management, but my, my best tip here is to schedule the time to get this done. When you put it, actually put it on your calendar, you make it a priority and this has to be a priority. So go ahead and schedule it, and stop telling yourself that you don't have the time for it. This episode is brought to you by Flowdesk. Email marketing shouldn't be so hard. That's what I thought for years when I struggled using another software program to design and send emails for my retail store. Then Flowdesk came along. Now it's so easy to design and send beautifully branded emails to our customers that convert into sales. I also use Flowdesk to send the Savvy Shopkeeper newsletter. Flowdesk is a woman-owned company, and the software is in beta, which means they're still new and building some features, but personally, I have loved it. If you have an email list of over a thousand or more subscribers, and you send emails to your customers pretty regularly, you know the monthly price for email marketing can add up. At this time, Flowdesk is offering unlimited subscribers and unlimited emails for $38 a month but I have a special offer for you. You can have unlimited subscribers and send unlimited emails for only $19 a month. To get half off the monthly price of $38, yes, it's only $19 a month, visit SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash Flowdesk for a special link. That's SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash Flowdesk, F-L-O-D-E-S-K. The next one is fear of tough conversations. For example, I hear, you know, and of course I I get it and I know they exist. I'll hear someone say like, my landlord's a jerk and I don't want to deal with him. If it makes you uncomfortable, most likely it means this is something that you need to do for your business. You need to cut that rent expense, but you don't want to have the tough conversation with him. I get it. But I tell my one-on-one clients to step into the discomfort and make the necessary calls because again, your business is too important not to. And this doesn't even have to maybe apply to rent. It could be calling the credit card company to get a, a a lower rate. All of those things you just kind of feel uncomfortable doing. You're going to have to have the tough conversations, and it's really important. it'll it will be worth it down the road. The next one is worry about judgment. Maybe you worry that you'll come across as cheap or frugal. And for many of you, because I work on this with one-on-one clients, the fear of judgment is a big one. So ask yourself, does it really matter what that other person thinks? Does it really matter what your landlord thinks? Does it really matter what the customer service rep thinks? Or is it more important to be the retail CEO and make your business the best that it can be? Make yourself as a business owner the priority here and not what others are thinking. And then the next one is procrastination. And procrastination is essentially you feeding the toddler version of yourself. You want to feel good, so you'll avoid the discomfort of something that you don't like or something that you don't enjoy doing, and you'll avoid it by putting it off. But do you really want a toddler running your business? (laughs) Actually, some of you will answer like, yes, I wish my toddler would run this business for me. Uh, Don't answer that question. Okay, so if you're looking for even more tips to reduce your business expenses, I have a sheet of 20 tips for cutting retail business expenses. And we'll have this linked in the show notes. Um, We'll have the sign up form linked in the show notes. It's actually a blog post that I wrote, but I felt even after the blog post, I felt like I needed to dig into this a little bit more and put it on the podcast. So we'll link that blog post in the show notes. And if you scroll down to the bottom, you'll be able to sign up for this 20 tip sheet um, right there on my website. So once you download the sheet, it's just a one page PDF, really simple. You'll want to go ahead and take a look at your full year worth of expenses and then use the sheet to kind of guide you through each expense. You can ask yourself some of the questions. You can think about what's on the sheet. And then really get critical about each expense or each category of expenses in your business. If you're a Master Shopkeepers member, I want to add this. Um, Of course, you get the sheet. You already probably have the sheet. But there's also an excellent one-hour masterclass on this topic. And if you go to guide number 23 and watch the video masterclass, It's a class that I taught with Sarah Nemechek of W.E. Profit Foundry. I've mentioned her many times on this podcast, but that's a really good class to watch. And we actually share way more tips. I just can't pack it all in in 20 minutes here. So go and watch that class. I rewatched it to prepare for this podcast episode, and it actually reminded me to go back and do some things for myself, for my businesses. So I often say in Master Shopkeepers that a lot of those Master Classes are just gold. Even if you watch them, even if you attend them live, but you revisit them a year or two later, you'll be surprised at um, how helpful they can be even the second time around. And sometimes even more so. So that was Guide 23 for Master Shopkeepers members. So to summarize, it's five pretty much five things that I talked about. You want to wrap up your 2020 bookkeeping, go ahead and get it done. And you should have your expenses categorized. So it's easy to understand where you're spending your money. Number two is print out this detailed list of expenses on your profit and loss statement. Number three is grab the tip sheet that I mentioned, we'll have it linked in the show notes, just go there, scroll down to the bottom. Enter in your name and email address, and I'll send you the single PDF tip sheet. And number four is ask yourself the questions on the sheet and really challenge yourself and see if there's a way to save on every single item on your expenses list. And then the last one is if mindset blocks are keeping you from taking action, work on those, journal about it if you have to. Find an accountability partner if you're in one of our communities and you want to make sure that you get something done and maybe fear or discomfort standing in the way, post in there and ask someone to check on you within the next week. Um, That's one thing that I do a lot in Master Shopkeepers is I hold group members accountable, especially when they ask for it. But go ahead and work through those mindset blocks. Okay, so if you want to see the show notes to this episode And grab the free tips sheet. Visit my blog at Savvyshopkeeper.com forward slash episode 62. It's Savvyshopkeeper.com forward slash episode 62. And I think I've said this in the past couple episodes. I'm going to say it again. If you feel this episode could help a friend or someone you know, please share it or leave a rating and a review. And I didn't do a shopkeeper shout out today. I just kind of wanted to get to business. But most episodes, I do give a shopkeeper a shout out. And if you leave a review, I'll be sure to do that too. And you can do that on the Apple podcast app. Okay, I'm winded. (laughs) I feel like I said all of that really quickly. Uh, I'm happy to be back to a normal routine on the podcast. And I have a lot of good episodes coming up. So until the next episode, be savvy and boss up.